Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sesploitation Conflagration. Here are your two amazing hosts, Nate Bradford and Stephen Ronquillo. Guys, take it away! Hello? Hello? You there? Hello? Is yeah, there anybody out there? there? No? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm here. Folks, we had a little bit of a technical hiccup. Welcome to the show. We're that Here we are. Uh, yeah, we're that excited about this little book that came out Tuesday that Nate's going to give a short review of to open, really open the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you're you're such a dink. You 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 texted me yesterday and you were like, Oh, did you buy any books today? You knew I was <laughs> gonna go out and grab a copy, you know. Uh once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. And uh actually, you know, that's that's one of the things that you, that you and I bonded over when we first became friends several years ago were with movie tie in novels. Um and uh and of course as i have to mention once a week i'm contractually obligated to mention that quentin tarantino is my favorite director he has noted that he's going to move away from directing films and uh he he he's suggested both writing novelizations and uh and also doing uh stage plays um but he did have his first new novel out uh this week, once upon a time in Hollywood, and uh, you and I were talking about this because generally um, a movie tie-in uh, novel was written based on the first draft of a screenplay, and I believe that uh, in earnestness, Tarantino wrote this uh, this first draft. Uh, you know, wrote the novel based on his first draft to just to keep with that uh, tradition. Um, the novel is really fun and it does, it, it does keep with that tradition of tie in novels. Um, it, it's a different story from the film once upon a time in Hollywood. And he even went so far as to put a bunch of fake advertisements in there for, uh, other tie in novels and other products that you would have been able to purchase at the time that the novel would have been produced if the movie actually came out in the in the 60s so it's a really fun book uh, anyone who's a tarantino fan you should get a copy i bought one for me and i bought one for steven so uh yeah it, it it's a fun book everyone should grab a copy for sure yeah we don't have it nowadays because they don't need tie-in novels anymore because we got the internet that oversaturates ads for movies yeah, I know. Like, uh, I was watching videos on YouTube earlier today, and every friggin' advertisement that pops up on YouTube now is for, you know, like some new Marvel TV show or Marvel movies. You know, they're starting with their next 
wave of Marvel movies. And it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like uh, you and I have talked about this before, like advertisements don't really have much of an effect on me because it's like, yeah. What, what if I never saw another advertisement for Pepsi? Would I forget that Pepsi exists? Like, Jesus Christ, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like, come on. The Marvel movies are like, you know, between the TV shows and the movies, there's so much Marvel crap out there that I'm never going to forget. Let's see. uh, For a standard Hollywood release, you would get teaser trailer for the teaser trailer this then a teaser trailer for that and then you would have a <laughs> 10 second trailer before the teaser trailer and that's before <laughs> the ad campaigns even started yeah right yeah i know it's ridiculous like and nowadays what they call teaser trailers are oftentimes you know a full like minute and a half long so it's like well you're not really teasing me with a 10 second clip you're showing me the actual trailer uh, what i guess with less footage than you're going to release next week or or whatever you know like yeah yeah Hmm. the whole teaser trailer thing is ridiculous to me like just show me the trailer we have back then it well if you look at most DVDs and stuff there was always uh the teaser trailer the first trailer and the final trailer Yep Yeah and they they still do try they still stick with that formula to some degree but um not I, you know like I said the teaser trailer nowadays is usually just the first trailer, you know, with maybe like 10 seconds less footage or maybe some footage that doesn't show up in the actual movie, you know. Uh, Oh, Roger Rabbit syndrome. Yeah, right. (laughs) And that comes from who framed Roger Rabbit, the first movie trailer ever to have footage of scenes that are not in the movie in the trailer. Do you think that was the first movie ever to have footage yeah, that wasn't? Yeah, that was uh, the first one. Because remember, uh, Joe Dante, when he when he first started uh, with Roger Corman, uh, Joe Dante uh, cut trailers before he ever directed a movie, and I think he was pretty notorious for sneaking scenes yeah, into trailers. Yeah, but that wasn't filmed for the movie. I'm talking expressly filmed uh, for the movie. And then they cut right. the whole scene, but they liked it, so they put it in the movie trailer, and then people go in there expecting to see that footage, and they're like, where the hell is that scene? Right? Yeah. All right. I, I, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Dante spliced scenes in from other movies into his into his uh, trailers for Roger Corman. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, the I, helicopter I, yeah, explosion. Yeah. The uh, helicopter uh, explosion. Yeah. Uh, Roger, <laughs> yeah. there's no helicopter in this movie. Well, by God, in the trailer, every one of my trailers, the goddamn helicopter's going to explode. 
I think I think Joe Dante started doing that as a practical joke, and uh, and Roger Corman just loved it so much that he he said, "Yeah, yeah just keep doing it. Who cares?" Yeah. Is uh, in the big bird cage. There's a scene of uh, Sid Haig shooting his pistol up in the air, and then when he shoots the pistol up in the air, it immediately cuts to the helicopter crashing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I know they I I know they do uh they do that a lot nowadays too. Uh. But yeah. Uh. You, they they do put footage that they don't use in the actual uh, motion picture into the trailers, uh, but yeah, I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it in the same context as that. I I was thinking about it more as the like Joe Dante kind of like uh, gag reel, you know, with him putting the exploding helicopter well, in. But yeah, you're uh, yeah. screamers. Screamers, uh, yeah, with. Uh, uh, the body that turned oh. inside out. Well, originally that shot was just shot for the trailer. And then the distributors and the exhibitors got that movie. And they were so pissed off. And the audience was raising so much hell about where is that guy who turned inside out that they had to pull all of the Prince of Screamers from the theater and find a way to add that footage from the trailer <laughs> back into the right? movie. <laughs> uh, now that that had uh, Screamers had Peter Weller in it, right? Like coming off the success. No, of, it was uh, uh, a redubbing of uh, Sergio Martino's Island of the Fishmen with Barbara Bach. Oh yeah, okay. Well, what's the movie I'm thinking of that had? Yeah, wasn't it's there a Peter... but that was in the '90s, and it was based on a Philip Dick K. Dick story. Yeah, yeah, that movie was horrible. Yeah, I I think they tried to sell Peter Weller on uh, on that one because he was coming off of the success of RoboCop. That was that was after RoboCop, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least I remember, because I worked at the video store at the time, and I remember that being like the next Peter Weller movie that came out at the video store. But did that go yeah. direct to video? Or? No, yeah, I actually that, seen a... that in theaters. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I actually seen well, it in the theater. I was like, whoa, where's all the exciting shit that was in the trailer? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, um, we, have, we have a lot of like... Uh, you know, uh, like art theaters and second run theaters up here now. But when I was growing up, uh, up here in new England, we didn't get a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, everything, pretty much everything was direct to video for us, you know, like a lot. And again, working at the video store, I was always able to get my hands on, on the, the new movies, but yeah, mostly, when I was growing up here in New England, we pretty much just had first-run movie theaters that just showed, like, the biggest blockbusters of the day, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't get a lot of cool, like, underground cinema from, uh, 
like the, the drive-ins and stuff like now yeah. now we get it you know as you know, uh, it's, we yeah. stated last week we were the generation where that mentality really started i mean the first first three really big ones were spielberg spielberg and george lucas movies let's see jaws star wars and then close encounters after that they realized that summer was there but it's funny you never had a movie come out on the 4th of july all of the big we didn't go see movies on the 4th of july because all of the biggest releases would come out on the second third or fifth right right yeah <laughs> right yeah. yeah well they they uh the you know the studios knew that they were going to be uh competing with fireworks displays and barbecues and stuff so um you know it it's a lot like uh you know i don't i don't watch a lot of television shows but the shows that i do watch are generally uh like the simpsons and family guy and you know the the sunday night uh fox cartoons bob's burgers etc but uh I've I've noticed a, a a pattern where you know when there is a big event that's taking place, whether it's something like the Super Bowl or whether, uh, or if it's something like Fourth uh, of July, like they you know they they don't put out new cartoons on that night because they know no one's going to watch them or they assume yeah. no one's going to watch them. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, so. So we were free to spend our money on Porthy Do Lies on stupid crap. I don't know how it was when Nate was, but here almost everything, well, every firework is legal. So you can get some very, so you can get some very dangerous shit at some very decent prices. <laughs> were they, were they? Were were they always legal uh, there? Like yeah, uh, the whole always. time you were growing up? Always. Yeah. They. They only they only became legal up here in New England within the last oh I'm gonna say ten years. Uh, we have a lot of yeah we have a lot of fireworks stores now, but uh, fireworks were illegal for a long time up here in New England. Um, but yeah there, yeah there's fireworks stores everywhere now, and like you said, yeah you can get some crazy shit for cheap prices. <laughs> and around here when we was kids. Only thing that was really banned were M80s and cherry bombs, which really were one third of a stick of dynamite. That's how powerful they are. Yeah, were. M80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And M80s, you can yeah, you can blow your hand off with an M80. Yeah, that's uh. Well, um, I've got a story which I'm going to open up. Uh, when we were kids, this guy, Blue Boy, had a cherry bomb he took from his dad, and he was just fucking around and threw it under someone's car. The cherry okay. bomb. Went off. <laughs> And the whole bottom end of that car said, fuck it. I mean, just boom, <laughs> tires fell off, bottom engine, everything of the car just damn. boom. Uh, yeah. Uh, damn. Little kids hauling ass. <laughs> it was like when you shine the flashlight into like a bunch of bugs outside. Shit, run. 
yeah. <laughs> Run for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so was, was this a thing, uh, you know, we talk about, uh, we're, we're close in age. So was this a thing when you were growing up, uh, flushing cherry bombs down the toilet? Did, was that no, a, was that a thing? By the time I was a kid, cherry bombs and M80s were hard to get because they were very, very, very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, we had. When I was growing up, we had to drive to New Hampshire to get cherry bombs or M80s. And in fact, I, I mean. I still buy fireworks nowadays uh, a few times a year, but uh, just for special occasions. But I haven't I haven't noted whether or not uh, M80s and cherry bombs are even are are even available up here. Yeah, they're have... available, but they're very weak compared to the stuff they had in the fifties and sixties. Right. Right. Yeah. Like what? It's like uh, when they re-release the soda for Nike. It's like when they re-release, <laughs> yeah. like re-release Jasta. It didn't make me stay up for forty-eight hours like it did in the nineties. <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. Uh, but what? Uh, you know, there must there must still be some weight behind uh, those stories from when we were younger because uh, what was that? What was that? Uh oh, excuse me. Um that newer movie with Jeffrey Combs, uh Would You Rather? Um and it had uh Ricky from Trailer Park Boys and remember that yeah. was one of the one of the oh, uh things he had to he, like I said, in the fifties and sixties, cherry bombs and M eighties pretty much were, like I said one-third to one-fourth of a stick of dynamite. Yeah. That and power. Yeah. Yep. A joke about it in the Clerks, uh, Kevin Smith's Clerks animated series, too. Like uh, I know. That was one epi- of the best transitions yeah. when they changed from drug dealers into selling fireworks. <laughs> right? <laughs> yo, yo, yeah. I got... Uh, yo, yo, I got the cherry bombs. I got M80s. <laughs> I got M80s. Aren't, aren't, aren't those dangerous? Yeah, man, that's a quarter stick of dynamite. You can blow your hand off. <laughs> I can I can, I can, can see the little animated... Uh, I can see the little animated Jay with his hand up inside his sleeve. Whoa, you can blow your hand off. <laughs> oh, it's a shame that series didn't take off because clean Kevin Smith was a hell of a lot funnier and more fun than some of his dirtier stuff. Yeah, and they tried to bring it back. They did a Jay and Silent Bob animated film, but even oh, I, I, I'm a big Kevin, I'm a I'm I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, but I couldn't even sit through that. I turned it off halfway through, and you know that's saying a lot for the you know for me you know, the garbage that you and I talk about a lot on this show and <laughs> yeah. a lot of movies, movies, movies that I, that I will sit through more than once. And then, yeah. And then movies like that. I, if I, if I turn a movie off, 
or I walk out of a movie theater, you know it's just garbage. I'm just like, no. Nope, it was made by the same cheap animation studio that did the Cheech and Chong animated movie that looked like garbage. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Uh, I I never cared, you know, never cared for that one either. I don't think I sat through. I don't think I. I think I started it probably five minutes in and was just like, eh. You know, uh, it wasn't, that didn't feel like the same Cheech and Chong as when we were growing up, you know, no. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I know that Tommy Chong still like, he runs like a marijuana dispensary and I think obviously yeah. still smokes weed. I think. Yeah. And you remember he weed. went to jail for five years for, uh, selling bongs. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember that. That's crazy. That's a hell now, of a documentary you know, if you can find it. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it, there, it's a documentary about how he went to uh, jail for selling bongs. I think it's called "My Name Is Chong." I, I, yeah. I think that's the. I think that's the documentary you're thinking of. I think it's called "My Name yeah. Is Chong." Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's crazy to think about. Like now. Where you live down there is is marijuana one hundred percent legal down there, or Some are there places still? No, if it's a very right. Republican state, Alabama, Mississippi, da, 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 yeah, you'll get busted. We're dipping huh. our toe in it because the people in charge of Tennessee are money grubbing, greedy motherfuckers, and any way they see to make money. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's 100% legal up here in Maine, uh whether it's recreational or medical marijuana, it's it's 100% legal up here now. Um but there are still limitations on how much you're allowed to have, you know, at 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 a given time. But uh but yeah, it's it's 100% legal up here for both recreational and medical use. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean what? that it was always you'd always see like my favorite that I would never buy, it was this thing is called the pound cake and it was like as big as about three pounds. And it was like guaranteed five minutes worth of firework shells. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, those that that was one that uh, I would always uh, light and run away from really fast because once it went off, that thing would go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, that would teach you how, fireworks would teach you how to run. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Especially if you were stupid enough to try to let him off on a hillside. No comment. <laughs> uh, well, That's where I think, we uh, caught a hillside on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we yeah. caught it out. We put it out pretty quick before it did any real damage. <laughs> once you see one of them rockets go up like 20 feet and then straight for the hill, you're like, Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to incriminate myself or any of my friends, but but uh, 
But I, I may or may not have accidentally started a forest fire one one time when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> hey, I blame the parents in the way. I mean, I look at the kind of explosives that we were dealing with in kids, and our parents were like, here, here's a big bunch of explosives. You kids go out and have fun. Okay, we'll shoot bottle rockets at each other, flaming projectiles to the face and body. All right. <laughs> yeah, you kids go. You kids go shoot fire, <laughs> fire rockets at each other's faces. I'll be over here making the burgers and the hot dogs. Just uh, stay out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I was trying to think, you know, since our show generally focuses on uh, on movies, I was trying to think of some good Fourth of July like horror and exploitation flicks. There haven't been any. I don't know. The only one that I can pin 200% that takes place on 4th of July is Uncle Sam, and that movie just sucks. Yeah, that's yeah, that one's terrible. Even even in the context of what you and I consider horror and exploitation, that film is just terrible. Yeah. And it, it makes it, no it sense, because imagine yeah. if, like, my oh my god, the psycho killers come to me. Hey, throw a sparkler in that box of fireworks over there for the fourth of July party and then see the killer. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's right? a good gimmick. Yeah. I don't know why they never really did that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of I you know, I was trying to think of any any good movies that were well, Fourth of Independence July based. Day, Independence Day. That's one of those movies. If you watch it 364 days of the year, you're like, "Eh, this is a pretty good sci-fi." Yeah. Well, when the Fourth of July hits, let's put on Independence Day. Why? Yeah, there's no right? other day it makes it it feels good to watch. It. <laughs> right. Right. I don't really. I don't know. I don't really care for anything that Roland Emmerich ever directed. Like none of his films really do it for me. I, I, you know, I do, I guess I do to some degree like Independence Day because it is, it's a fun movie. Uh, but, and, and, you know, but, and all of his movies go really big on the special effects, but I don't know. I just never, I never really cared for much of his work. It doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, him uh, talking about getting audience cards from a sneak preview of the movie. And he said the only really audience complaint that he had was that he had forgotten to include a scene showing the dog escape from the tunnel. And everyone was complaining that, why do you have to kill the dog for? You do have to kill the dog. Yes, I remember that as well. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he showed one card, and it's on the two-disc DVD, but not on the Blu-ray for some reason, where someone called him a dog-hating son of a bitch and cat lover. (laughs) 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 But you you know, uh, like, uh, so for people who who might not know this, um, there is a rule in screenwriting that uh, that – is actually titled Save the Cat. 
Um, and it and that goes back to Alien, the original Alien, Ridley Scott. Well, Alien. you don't have to say the cat because yeah. if you remember when uh, Herodine Stanton get killed, the cat was like, "Fuck you, run!" Fuck <laughs> yeah. you, run! Yeah. Yeah. And when they Save get to yourself. this ship, who's in it first? The alien? No. <laughs> Ripley? No. The cat. The cat's there. Like, come on, get the fuck out of here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm heading out. What's the what's the uh, what's the launch code? Uh, I'm on my way. <laughs> Catch up with you guys back on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send, send me an email if you make it. <laughs> yeah, the rule that I've always heard is that you can't kill kids or animals. Because that will, because the audience hates that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, my wife uh, gets. She's not a big fan of horror movies, uh, or anyways. But she really gets upset if animals get killed in in a movie, um, especially if it's like a graphic kill scene. You know, where it actually shows it, like. You know, she's not ever going to sit through Cannibal Holocaust, you know. <laughs> or yeah. or the first 20 minutes of the first John Wick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, yeah. <laughs> no, no, she hates that. And I get it. Uh, I, I get that, too. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I get uncomfortable with, uh, yeah, animal, animal killings. But uh, you and I have talked about it before, like... Um, even though but it's there's not always terrib- exceptions to the rule. Uh, baby Selwyn from uh, Brain Dead. Yeah, yeah. That's right. funny when they beat the living shit out of him. Right. <laughs> yeah. And there, and, and you and I have talked about uh, Trick or Treat before. Um, you know, uh, where they have the scene where they uh, the bus driver drives off the cliff and all of the all of the kids with the mental impairments are killed. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not graphic, you know, so it's not like, it, I don't consider that to be terrible. I mean, it's obviously it's terribly disconcerting just as a concept, but it's not a graphic child murder scene, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. they come back yes. for, at, they come back from the dead to get payback at the end, so hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um But yeah, really I, think... I don't know why. The only one that I know that really would have exploited and we talked about before was the original ending of Land of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. But that was some real political shit when uh, they said, how do we control the zombies and the people? Oh, we'll put off fireworks for them. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Land of the Dead. uh, Land of the Dead was was highly uh, politicized. I mean, it it definitely... uh, I mean, I think it spoke to something that George Romero always wanted to do with his work. Um, I mean, everything he, 
everything he did had some political slant to it or uh, just a commentary on society in general. I mean, you know, it's been spoken about endlessly that Dawn of the Dead was about commercialism and the whole mall culture that we were all immersed in in the 80s. Uh, Yeah. But, but yeah, Land of the Dead definitely leaned into – I mean, it's almost, it, 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 it's comic how, uh, how, how much it leaned into like the Trump presidency, uh, you know, uh, with uh, Dennis Hopper as the, as the lead character there. Uh, he was obviously very much modeled after like a Donald Trump type president, which at the time was still science fiction, you know, still like, like none of us really thought that there was going to be a president that was actually like that, (laughs) but it happened. (laughs) It happened. But yeah, I mean, really, I've never seen many movies set on the 4th of July and I don't know why. Yeah. uh, Especially with the, um, with the success of Friday the 13th and Mm -hmm. Halloween we we saw an explosion of films that were set uh, around On specific every holidays. Holiday. Yeah, yeah we even right. Had Memorial, yeah, we even had Memorial Day massacre. <laughs> yeah, what movie are you thinking about there? No, really, we did. It was called Memorial Day Massacre. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I. It's like I don't, a cross I don't think between uh, the Hills Have Eyes and the Slasher with big with Big Bill Williams Smith playing a grouchy old man, a grouchy middle aged fart throughout the whole thing, talking about by God, no one's gonna stop me from celebrating my goddamn Memorial Day holiday. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, which is odd. You know, you and I uh, have very similar, uh, not only taste in films, but like a very similar lineage from, again, we're similar in age. So we, we watched a lot of those same horror and exploitation films growing up, but I don't think I've ever seen Memorial Day Massacre. That does not sound familiar to me at all. Hmm. Yeah, I'll look it up. But, yeah, I mean, we never got that. Of course, Valentine's Day. Yep. They were there. But, no. Yeah. Aside from Uncle Sam, which we were talking about earlier, I can't really think of any... Fourth of July movies. Um, one of the seasons of Stranger Things uh, leaned into the whole Fourth of July celebration, but you yeah, know, that's more that's that's more current. You know, that's not that's not something like what we what we usually talk about. Like back there in the you know we we usually talk more about seventies and eighties movies, but but yeah. Uh, well, one of the newer seasons. Stranger Things is just 200% 80s nostalgia with 80s syrup and 80s chocolate sauce on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
if Stephen King and Steven Spielberg fucked and had a baby, Stranger Things would be what came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's funny that uh, everyone I have seen, you won't believe how many people I've seen talking about, oh, I got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I'm like, finally someone's buying a damn book from our crew. They talk about how much they miss the magazines, but they don't buy the magazines that are still in production today. I still buy uh, I still buy Shock Cinema when it comes out. It only comes out four times a year now, and I think Fangoria only comes out four times a year now as well. But I still buy those. Um, we don't have any little independent bookstores in the town that I live in right now, but we have a Barnes and Noble and they, yeah, yeah, we have a Barnes and Noble and they still carry that stuff. That's where I got our, our copies of once upon a time in Hollywood as well was at Barnes and Noble, but Barnes um, and Noble criterion sale next week. King King. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got some pre-orders there. Did they have a, did they do pre-order sales? Yeah, yep, they do. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. Oh, you yeah, can buy ordered, pre-orders on yeah. the Criterion? Yeah, well, that's yep. what I mean. Oh, then I know what I'm going to buy for $50 then. What do you got, baby? Melvin Van Peebles set that's coming out at the end of July. Oh, so what's, what's in that one? Uh, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Badass, the movie about it. Uh, How to Eat Your Watermelon in White Company, the documentary about him. Watermelon yep. Man, Don't Play Us Cheap, and Story of a Three-Day Pass. Wow. that, that That's quite a set, yeah. So, it, there's both of the documentaries about him are on there? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah. And Badass is a movie that uh, Mario Van Peebles made about the making of Sweet Sweetback's Badass song. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. That, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Especially the Earth, Wind, and Fire scene. Dad, <laughs> right? you ain't got $50 to pay them for the soundtrack. They don't know that. Focus in the other room. <laughs> LeVon, you don't have a band? They don't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. He, he, I, I feel like um, sometimes I just feel like uh, like his, his work gets lost in the shuffle of, uh, because it it wasn't really straight up black exploitation uh you know like like the like coffee or foxy brown or yeah. you know across 110th street like it wasn't really straight up um it was kind of the his his movies were kind of the bridge between that actual black exploitation and stuff like i'm going to get you sucker you know like uh, and like i feel his like he kind was of more you know, arty films like uh What's his name? Jamafanakas and Melvin and people are the closest two I could think of. 
Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But you yeah, know, I think, yeah, he... They would take the black exploitation subjects and do it, take it into more arty realms. Right. That's what yeah. I noticed. Most people who see Sweetback for the first time, they're like, this ain't no Pam Grill type movie. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sweet, sweet, sweet ass bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that that movie, yeah, that's a great piece of cinema for sure. And uh I I, I think a lot of his uh I think a lot of his aim when when he was making his films too was definitely um I think it was inspired by uh like Martin Luther King and and uh Malcolm X like he was he was pushing forward uh with like civil rights comments in his in his filmmaking, you know. Yeah. Um, even you even in a tongue in, you know, tongue even, in cheek, even yeah. if it was it, tongue in cheek, but yeah. This is hmm. going to shock. Do you remember who Paramount wanted to star in Watermelon Man? Um, I'm gonna guess uh, no. I don't know. <laughs> Jack Lemon. They were going to have Jack Lemon play the white man who turns black. Ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine how bad that movie would be playing today? Even if it had its heart in the right place. Yeah, that... that uh... That would go over about as well as Mickey Rourke playing the uh, the Asian guy in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mickey Rooney, yeah. yeah. Mickey Rooney, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I said Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast uh, at Tiffany's a but decent yeah. movie, but then Mickey Rooney comes on, you're like, ooh, ah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I don't know if that was a good idea, but uh <laughs> And the studio at the end of it wanted them to turn uh Godfrey Cambridge's character white again and Melvin said no. Right. Yeah. And his friend, white friend, walked up to him, he said, Don't you miss being white? He's like, No, I prefer being an N word. Because at least when you're <laughs> inward, you know where you stand in this world. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, wow, that's that's pretty trenchant. Like that's that's uh, I guess that's a fair <laughs> assessment of where we are at as a society now. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Only one that doesn't have is a play that he did for a. Great expectation, uh, great masterpieces on PBS, but PBS holds that show hostage. They never put out almost nothing of that on DVD, and that's sad because you think of all of the great plays, well, and musicals. Well, he's dropped, dropped again. Oh Lord! Not even one hour yet. He he's an early worker tonight. 
all this fancy equipment and it goes to poop. <laughs> this it's this new laptop that I have for some reason <laughs> like like all the all the other equipment that I have is fine but this new laptop that I got only lets me stay on anybody not just our podcast but any podcast that I show up on as a guest uh it kicks me off after like an hour I don't understand what it yeah why hashtag fuck your laptop Nate well but i i when the thing that pisses me off the most about it is when i went to buy a new laptop because i still have my other laptop but when i went to buy a new one i specifically told the guy at best buy i just need a laptop so i can do my podcast that's all i need it for so that's it just just give me a, a laptop that can handle you know, a two hour podcast and this is the one he sold me and it fucking kicks me off every time. So, no matter uh, it's, it's, he it's not just Jerry Lunder he pulled a Jerry Lundergaard on you. <laughs> right. I didn't ask for the fucking clear coat, so why did you give me the fucking clear coat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? Oh man. But yeah, it happens all the time and uh one of the last podcasts I did uh was like a was like an acting it was an acting job. Uh the girl who was hosting the podcast was like uh we were supposed to pretend that uh we had directed a movie and talk about the movie that we had directed and uh I kept getting kicked off. It it sucked. The the in the end, she edited it so that it came out well, but Deep but I got kicked three? off like, yeah, right. <laughs> With you in the Harry Reams role? <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I, I think of I, I think of myself more as a John Holmes, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Nate Bradford, fourth twenty one inches of love for the ladies. <laughs> Uh, I wish uh, I, I don't even think I don't even think I have a full six inches But we'll see <laughs> um, No, you know what No, This is a This has been very aggravating So um, My doctor put me on some new medication For uh anxiety and depression and uh you know my issues with alcohol and drugs so i'm on a new cocktail of medications that make me feel really good what's that bad choice of words (laughs) what what was the bad choice of words cocktail (laughs) well that's actually kind of where I'm going with this. That's kind of where I'm going with this because I'm on this new cocktail of me- of medications, which are working really well for me, uh, except for the fact that although I can uh, achieve and and uh, maintain an erection, I cannot have an orgasm. No orgasm. 
<laughs> like, no matter how hard I try, it doesn't matter whether I'm masturbating or having sex with my wife. It's just not happening. <laughs> it's just not not I can happening. hold the gun, but the goddamn bullets are done. Click, 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 click. Yeah. Son of a yeah. bitch. Click, click. exactly i'm like jesus christ man like uh it it doesn't help that i mean i'm i'm sure it's the same with you from uh what i've seen across the country like we're having a fucking massive heat wave up here on the east coast and it's like you know you can only try so long before you're just drenched in sweat and just like I give up. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it's you not look gonna like happen. Ron Jeremy from the '80s, like a river yeah. of sweat. Yeah. Ah. yeah, I'm just like ah, fuck it, I quit. I can't. Yeah, I you can't win. try anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but another story. It this I witnessed the day after it happened. Thank God I wasn't there for this one. But he said that they had all their fireworks they worked to about a hundred dollars worth in a box. And it was Eddie and Kenny, friends of mine, and Eddie was acting like a, a jackass, threw a sp- sparkler up in the air and said, Woo, it's a rocket. And can you guess where the sparkler landed? (laughs) Right in that giant box. And they had to scramble (laughs) for cover. Just boom, boom, boom. They said it was just like being shot at in a war zone for like five minutes. Just And none of it was going up. It was like trapped in the box, so there was no way for it to go up. Just boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Right, right. <laughs> uh, well, I have, I have an interesting Fourth uh, of July story, and yeah. uh, so it was the Fourth of July, and uh, my father. And uh, a couple of his friends went went over to my uncle's house, um, which was r- right right in downtown. It, it was right downtown. So we went there, and you know I was probably like twelve years old. They they were drinking beer and smoking weed, and I probably. I probably got a contact high just from, you know, hanging out in the room with them. But uh, we went outside and we saw a UFO. This is for real. A UFO <laughs> flew down low over the street when we were getting ready to leave. And uh, my dad started frantically waving at it like, my, he really wanted to make contact with alien life. Uh, yeah, it was just a promotional ad for a local radio station. <laughs> hey, you notice that a lot of the UFO and the o- and the overindulgence of weed in the seventies that coalesces. Me and my friends are yeah. in the smell smoking this cigarette here, man, and then all of a sudden. 
we were playing some uh, Children of the Sun, and that motherfucking UFO just started to come down, <laughs> man, and it was just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. This this was an actual, um, like, flying saucer-shaped, uh, you know, aerial thing, probably mm. like a like a like a precursor to uh, 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 like a precursor to uh, like a drone or something. But yeah. it did look like an actual like you know it looked like a <laughs> flying flying saucer. But it was just an advertisement for the local radio station. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, was good stuff. Yeah, but that that was yeah that's that's a good Fourth of July memory for me. Yeah, yeah, I can remember when I was a little kid going to see the big fireworks shows at the drive-in because they knew if they let people park at the drive-in, they would patronize the snack bar. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart thinking. Yeah, yeah. And if you now, wanted to, you paid like two extra bucks afterwards, and you got to stay for the movie of the night. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up here, they always do the uh, they always do the fireworks out over the river. Uh, the Penobscot River flows all the way from northern Maine down to southern Maine, back into the ocean. So. Every town up here does their fireworks over the river, uh, but um, we don't. So obviously, we don't have like the snack bar, but there's always food trucks. You know, someone always has their food truck around to yeah make some money. Hey, buy make my hipster money. food that really doesn't taste good, but it's really unique. <laughs> there's. There's a food truck around here that only sells peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Like legitimately, like you, you can pick, you can pick your bread, you can pick uh, your jelly, but that's all they have. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and uh, obviously beverages, but you know, it's uh, yeah. It's so fucking ridiculous, man. These food truck things are just getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I always remember loving going out. Last year was weird because it's like no fireworks on TV, no nothing on the fourth. Everyone was just hiding away from the COVID. Yeah, I, uh, we uh, and like I said, um, you know, generally up here in Maine they do the fireworks over the river and Abby and I live right down. I mean, we live downtown. So the river's right there. And, uh, so you live yeah, in the van didn't... by the liver river. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I live in the van down by the river and I'm doing severe damage to my liver. Yes. <laughs> all, all of the above, all of the above. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, um, they didn't announce last year. I mean, we suspected because of COVID, but uh, they didn't announce last year until like the third of July that they weren't going to do fireworks last year. So yeah, uh, we you know, like I said, we we live downtown, so we can watch the fireworks right from our house. But uh, but yeah, yeah, they didn't do any last year. So yeah. 
I always hated the duds when I was a little kid. Scared the crap out of me. Those giant ones that didn't go off, and you just get like that sonic boom and stuff. Big, loud boom. Right, right, yeah. The one that would piss so, off the dogs from miles around. <laughs> right, right. Now, when when you were when you were younger, uh, did fireworks scare you? Were you were you scared by fireworks or? Uh, yeah, when the, I was about the, one to six, because there was a higher proliferation of the duds back then than they got. Then when they started getting. Real professionals to do it. Right. You know, qualities right. erased. Yep, yeah. And then right. I went to the fireworks stops and I found things like, you remember the, mu- ever see the muffler trap? No, I don't, that doesn't what sound familiar is, to me at it all. It looks like a tiny little thin firecracker with two strings on the side of it. What you do is you tie it to each side of the muffler, make sure it's tight and the firecracker in the middle. And when someone starts their car, it hits that and it's like, boom! No, I have, I have never, I have never heard of that. That, that is, yeah. not, that's nothing I've ever heard of. Uh, the only, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, where. Where I'm from, uh, in New Jersey, uh, the, yeah. the the trick was the the trick was uh, uh, banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> that was <Yeah. laughs> that was. <laughs> and our forward yeah. so stink bombs, real effective industrial stink bombs. Yeah, yeah. I got um, I was suspended from uh, from high school. <laughs> from high school for putting uh putting a stink bomb in one of the one of the restrooms. Yep. <laughs> uh, they nabbed me. Those 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 old school stink bombs, those were those smelled terrible. They lived Ooh, up to yeah. their name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone was always waiting for that point of the year in science where the teachers would teach them that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. <laughs> I I bet they don't teach that in school anymore. No, they realized that we were malcontents up to no good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our generation was horrible, weren't we? We 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 were terrible. <laughs> well, look at the stuff we had. Like I said, firecrackers and stuff. Right. There was this one time that uh, my cousin Jack had a old jug that they used to uh, put gasoline in it for the lawnmower. And you could still smell the fumes in it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to put this firecracker in there. And what, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and we were like, go ahead, do it. And we backed <laughs> off a long, long way. Says, whoop-boom. <laughs> <laughs> he was there with smoke all over his face like, I didn't think you would do that. 
we uh we have a friend and so this is this is not this is not a joke at all we have a friend and one fourth of july uh she invited us over to her house and they were having a bonfire and at some point she wasn't happy with how the bonfire was going so she decided she was going to pour some gas on it and flame it up the fire naturally ran up you know and 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 and, 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 and so her arm caught on fire right put her out she was she she was okay but the next Fourth of July, she did the same fucking thing, Stephen. Two Fourth of Julys in a row, she caught herself on fire oh, trying to throw gas on the on the on the on the on the fire. Oh my gosh! Like I can't imagine being my that. My friend Eddie did that once, and the fire shot. He poured gas over the fire before he lit it, but the fire still just. Just like hellfire, just woo! <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and he stood there in now, shock for about ten seconds uh, with the front of his hair on fire, where you wouldn't even uh, saw to go away and put him out. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I I remember one time. This was not a. Uh, this is not a Fourth of July memory, but uh. There was a, a, a party that we had one time. Uh, my friend's dad was clearing a field because he was going to build a house. Uh, so he was clearing a, a wooded area because he was going to build a house up there. And so there were a ton of trees just stacked up at one end of, of what had eventually become a field. And he said, you guys can have your keg party up here but whatever you do don't set that wood on fire because it uh, you know it could catch the the woods on fire cause a hazard you know <laughs> well uh, of course of course we were drunk teenagers so we set the wood on fire um a couple of friends of mine uh went off at some point during the night while the fire was raging and they did heroin And then they went back over by the fire where we were all standing, drinking our beers and smoking weed. Uh, But they were on heroin, so they they nodded out and fell into the fire. (laughs) Like, like legit, like, like legit fell into the fire. And we had to yank them out and then call an ambulance. And (laughs) the next day... uh, you know, the guy who owned the property was like, I told you guys not to set that wood on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can just see that the usual, like, a, uh, Mr. Nate, were in a, were those two kids and you on any illicit substances? I don't know. Uh, I would like to take this. <laughs> I would I, I I would like to take this time to uh to uh, uh use my fifth amendment rights. 
They walk off but, and then they come back stoned. I don't know what happened, officer. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know what happened. I I was just standing there by the fire drinking my Coca Cola. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, beautiful. Do you want to piss, uh, yeah. Do you want a piss in this cup? No, I don't have to pee. <laughs> uh, right? Like uh, the last time I went to the doctor, they had to do a blood draw, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I had been, I had been drinking pretty heavily the night before, and so when they <laughs> they went to do the blood draw, it was you know like seven thirty in the morning. I knew that my blood alcohol level was still elevated. So uh, <laughs> when they did the blood draw, I, I totally had to do the, uh, you know, uh, no, uh, yeah, I haven't had anything in my system for the past 12 hours. So, uh, yeah, my blood, yeah, you should be able to get everything you need from the blood. And when they came back and, you know, mentioned the blood alcohol level, I was just like, Really? That's shot. That this is a shocking revelation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they spiked my drink again. <laughs> it's seven thirty in the morning. Surely I have not been drinking yet today. <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it was scary. The dangerous shit that is available for kids on the Fourth of July. Like uh, chasers. Imagine like rockets that go off on both ends that just fly on the air and there's no anything to control them from wherever the hell they're going to go. Yeah, uh, like at least bottle rockets, you can send them off in one specific direction. Yeah. And and like I said, most of the 4th of July uh, festivities up here in Maine take place right on the waterfront. So most everything for better or for worse lands in the, in the river. So, you know, um, it's not as much of a fire danger, you know, uh, as when we were, when we were younger, you know, and living in more. Yeah. Well, we're like, I, you know, yeah. Fourth is a uh, fire blossom box. 40 rockets that will go off in any direction they want to. Cool, let's buy one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the one mm. where I, uh, we lit them off and me and my cousin Shane were running off. And they were like little, rot- you've seen the Vietnams where like the tracer bullets come out of the dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like. Right? Little tiny rocket. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like, like an episode of the old G.I. Joe cartoon. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And I caught one <laughs> right in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just, judging, yeah, just judging what a burn was on my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, te- technically... If it had hit you anywhere, it would have hit you 
in the asshole because you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But still, it was just ah, running around with a little rocket sticking to me because it was those 80s vinyl shorts. And I was like, ah, this is on fire. Oh, that's too much. I can picture it. Yeah. But it was funny. It was always like, we never went on the 4th of July to the movies because probably we'd already seen everything because it just seemed like they always put the biggest movie of the summer on the second and nothing would go against it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they, I mean, I guess the the model has changed a bit now, but... Um, when we were growing up, there was always uh, what was referred to as the summer blockbuster. And that uh, that obviously initially started with Jaws uh, back, you know, uh, you know, when Jaws came out, it, it was it, it, it was what defined the summer blockbuster and kind of set the model for how uh, studios would uh, would uh you know, put out movies for, I mean, I guess even still up to now, although I don't feel like there's been a real summer blockbuster for a long time. Um, They've been the Disney you know, we, movies, but nowadays they space them where they have the big blockbusters all along because they spend too much money on the movies. Right, yeah. Yeah, I well, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, Independence Day, and like Roland Emmerich is one of those directors that I think they've tried to uh, they've tried to push his movies early in the summer, like not only Independence Day but uh, the day after tomorrow, Godzilla. You know, I they I think they've tried to push his movies early in the summer at to, as a summer blockbuster just because they're big budget spectaculars, but, uh, I, you know, like I said before, he's just not a very good filmmaker. So I don't think, I guess his movies probably make money for the studios, but they're, they're of no interest to me. Not for you know? a while. Yeah. I think I don't, the last I don't mega he... hit of his that I can remember is Godzilla. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a huge Godzilla fan uh you know even the like especially the tacky you know 1950s 1960s 1970s Godzilla movies Man even the, the 1980s movies. you know yeah yeah the ru- the rubber suit ones yeah um and Man, the trailer yeah, for I, that one the summer blockbuster one they were yeah. great. I love those teaser trailers and the trailers for that. Especially the one where the guy was fishing off the dock and he catches Godzilla and Godzilla just drags him off into the water. Yeah, I, I, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, that was a really good teaser trailer. Um, Yeah, the shadow of Godzilla under the water. Yeah, that yeah that was a cool teaser. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool they teaser. They did like four yeah. or five great teasers, and then we got the movie, and it was just another yeah. dinosaur movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, they definitely chased after the Jurassic Park audience with that. Um, yeah, they didn't honor the spirit of the Godzilla movies that, that I'm talking about, you know. Yeah, like, uh, you don't have it, the scary lizard monster and have them do a banana pratfall. Right? <laughs> Although, now, to be fair, Godzilla versus Megalon does have Godzilla springing up on his tail and doing, like, a weird, like, kung fu move where he, <laughs> you know, kicks down uh, Megalon after sliding on his tail. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there is, those, you know, those mo- those movies got more and more goofy um, as time went on. Oh, but God, yeah. I the think... more that they play towards kids, the goofier and sillier they got. Right, right. And I think the reason why uh, so few uh, appreciated the the Roland Emmerich Godzilla was because I I think that everybody felt like it was going to be a more serious approach, like more like what they've done with the recent Godzilla movies and Godzilla versus Kong. I think people were expecting uh, that Roland Emmerich one to be a more serious approach. And I think he tried to take a more serious approach, but the movie still fell flat and was kind of just ridiculous, you know, like, yeah. Well, if you remember how much they spend on movies nowadays, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. When a certain movie that we loved that came out in about 94, 95 came out, they're like, oh, my God, a $50 million movie? That's all talking? That movie's not (laughs) going to make any money. That's a serious. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, it is, you know, I think about that a lot, too. And this is more of a, um, this is more of like uh, my left-leaning liberal complaint of society is, I can't believe how much friggin' money we throw at Hollywood just to be disappointed again and again and again. You know, like, uh, shouldn't that movie be going to like, you know, home the homeless or help homeless veterans or feed poor yeah, kids or something I mean, it's like, like uh, <laughs> let's see it's like i remember i dated her in high school she was a fucking bitch or he was a fucking <laughs> dick but i'm gonna date her again it might have changed her and then two weeks later no she's still a dick there's still the bath you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> nope still sucks yep yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know what the big movie that's coming out this weekend is. I they're probably still gonna uh, coast on Fast Nine, which I seen Ice Road on Netflix last week. That one is something I'd rather see on the drive in. Probably would have enjoyed hmm. it more than Fast Nine. Right? Yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't watched any of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, since the second one, uh, the fifth so, one is the only one to really watch because that's one. Ha- that's just a pretty goddamn good heist movie. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. 
the last movie I saw a trailer for was Black Widow, uh, which I'm not sure when I'm not sure when that comes out, but that's the I new. I think it their, comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm that's, not sure. that's their. That's the one that they're using to launch the next wave of Marvel movies. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm waiting for yeah. this month's uh, uh, Suicide Squad because one, it's got James Gunn, and two, it's got uh, Sylvester Sloan playing a retarded shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Suicide Squad actually looks really good to me as well, and uh, I like, I like. I like every James Gunn movie. He he always delivers. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see that. Uh, it, it does look like it's going to be fun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're getting a lot of cast off from last year. We're still in the middle of the post-corona glut where we got a lot of titles that should have come out last year. <laughs> But they were saving it for this year because they was thinking everything's going to come back to normal and everything's going to be rosy posy, hunky dory. Yeah, I mean the uh, man, the streaming services uh, really got over. I I don't know, like uh, Abby and I uh, subscribed to like four more streaming services over the course of the pandemic just because we weren't going out to the movies, you know? So, uh, but I, I do still see some stuff coming out now that the theaters are reopening that definitely probably should have shown up on the, on the streaming sites, but yeah, but, uh, companies were holding back to, for a big, uh, yeah, big theater release. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it on the big screen before central cinema is showing for the 4th of July weekend, Demolition Man on the big screen. Ooh, Demolition Man. Wow. That's a that's a throwback. Huh. Yeah, and a uh, fun uh, one, too. Sh- yeah, yeah, that's a fun flip Let's for see, sure. Let's see, the one about the stripper, uh, Yala or something, I forget the name of it. Uh, Werewo- the new werewolf movie, which <laughs> looks good. You know werewolf? Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. What is? It, what's it called? I I've seen the preview for it. Uh, yeah. We, werewolf. We, we are werewolves, or something yeah, something, something like, like that. that. But yeah, they're showing yeah. that and showing the demolition man. So if you're look, if you're one of us, go to Central this weekend and give them some money. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we all gotta. Uh, you know, we got to get back to the movies and make sure that uh, all all the theaters stay open and everyone was affected by the pandemic and even uh, major, ma- major movie uh, chains are shutting down location. So everybody needs to get out to the movies. Uh, don't just lean on your, you know, your pay-per-view or your red box or your streaming yeah, services. Get out to, of, get, get out to uh, the theater. Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, the Cinerama is actually closing. They're trying to save it, but it doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, uh, I, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of smaller independent theaters closing down and 
And I hate that, uh, you know, because we can talk about, you know, the major chains all, all the time. And, and even though some of them are closing down, they've always got like the big budget movies. They've got the new Marvel movies. They've got the, they'll have the suicide squad. They'll have the new James Bond movie, but we really need to protect and preserve the films, the, the, the theaters that still show like second run movies or independent films. Um, you know, uh, like, we have three or uh, we have four movie theaters around here and only one of them is showing uh the new Edgar Wright movie The Sparks Brothers uh the documentary about the Sparks That's Brothers That's the downtown and, west the art theater showing it over in Knoxville Right right yeah yeah that's what, I go, you know like I said I go see it if the director didn't stink so much and yes we would fight <laughs> over that <laughs> just I need to you get my like Edgar Lice You've Lost It Son t-shirt just to wear on this show <laughs> Just because you don't like Edgar Wright doesn't mean he's not a good director Come on yes, now it does. Yes it does <laughs> uh, yeah. I have that no, I... ego <laughs> Hang on to your ego. <laughs> oh, I guess you don't. I guess you don't. I guess you don't like the Beach Boys either. Okay, fine then. <laughs> but yeah, Sparks is a great one of those great cult bands that those of us that know them love them, and those that don't need to know them. Yeah, but the only way you're going to find out about them is by going to see a movie by I don't know Edgar Wright. No, you can actually just look up their tunes on YouTube, <laughs> and not have to, and not have to deal with the hipster sauce. <laughs> Did you just say hipster sauce? sauce yeah, like 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 spaghetti sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's like dosed in hipster sauce. Like a like it, you got to mix a craft beer. And tofu gravy. And white yeah, that claw. pretty much that pretty much explains. Uh, yeah, uh, you made fun of me about wanting to see this movie before, and you said, "Oh no, no, it was the other uh, the other new Edgar Wright movie that's coming out." You said it looks like a bunch of hips, hipster bullshit. What what's the other movie he's got coming out? Um, the horror movie one. Uh, uh, Oh, Last Night in Soho. Yes, and you said it looks like a bunch of hipster bullshit, and I said, well, I'm a hipster uh, asshole, so it should work perfect for me. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, Uh, I I don't disagree with you. But at the same time, you know, again, as I'm contractually obligated to mention every week, I love Quentin Tarantino, and, I mean, his shit is hipster bs as well you know like i mean yeah but he likes to write movies yeah right yeah and he's from knoxville so he gets a pass uh, oh oh i didn't know i didn't know he gets a pass just because he's from tennessee oh well then <laughs> yeah uh yeah knoxville's a movie town that's why i'm uh, 
I have just always glad that I've grown up pretty close to a big movie-loving town, so pretty much I've never had to want from seeing something. Yeah, you get you. Uh, I see you post stuff on Facebook for uh, for certain shows that you're going to see, and I'm envious. Like I said, we have four movie theaters around here, and two of them are just like your regular, you know, mainstream movie theaters, and two of them are artsy theaters. But we don't get a lot of second run movies around here anymore. Uh, we get a lot of like the artsy, like the Sparks Brothers or you know, stuff, something like that. Like, you know, we'll get that, but uh, we don't get a lot of second run movies anymore. And, or like you're, you're saying like, you know, if, if Dawn of like Dawn of the dead, for example, if, if Romero's Dawn of the dead went on a roadshow tour, we probably wouldn't get it around here. You know what I mean? Like, well, you can yeah. get a print, but then you would have to pay Rubenstein's prices and from what I heard, he's priced it out of feasible range. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, I was uh, in conversation with one of the theaters around here asking if they would be interested in doing a Something Weird uh, video, Something Weird video showcase. And... Uh, they said that they were into it, but then when I started going back and forth with uh, Johnny Legend and uh, Lisa and um, Mike was still alive at the time and uh, Frank Henenlotter, uh it just turned out that the only way that they had to ship the movies was in actual film canisters and uh, the the local theater around here wasn't willing to pay for the shipping just, you know, that's, that was kind of where we landed with the deal is all right, they'll ship the movies if you pay for shipping and, you know, then you make your money back when people come to see it. But yeah, the theater decided that it probably wasn't worth the money just because shipping yeah. those containers was going to, was, was going to be so sure expensive. Thing, as I call it, a sure thing movie, they probably would have jumped on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was going for some, not only was I going for, uh, you know, some obscure films, but I, I was hoping to do like a, like a double feature and with some short, you know, like some, some of the shorts that something weird has available, you know, like, so yeah, I was looking at like a two and a half hour show. Uh, so yeah, they, they just, yeah, they weren't like you said, it wasn't a sure thing, you know, there would probably have been like 12 people there. I never understand that. People always talk about, oh, we're going to run a film festival and film showings. We're going to run some exotic films. And then when they come up, hey, look, it's the same goddamn film. (laughs) Right? Yeah. No, I definitely wanted to go. I wanted to go for some, uh, some something weird videos uh like uh like you know sex by advertisement or mondo belordo or you know i wanted some i wanted some obscure stuff uh for sure but like i said that's why i think the uh this the theater turned it down just because again it was going to cost them a lot of money to ship the canisters and they were like no one's going to come see this 
I was like, well, I'll, I'll come see it. <laughs> well, I can remember reading about Exhumed back when they were all-nighters. And the first one they ever did, they had like three or four movies. And they were like, yeah, we want to do an all-nighter of these. And then the theater looked at the movies like, where was your money? What do you mean? <laughs> you need that one film that everybody knows to make you money. Yeah. Um, when we were younger, I mean, I like nowadays, the drive-in theaters around here, uh, they just show the big blockbuster stuff. But you remember when we were growing up, uh, the, the like, I don't know about down there, but up up here we had a lot of uh, double screen uh, drive-ins. And so like one screen would show Friday the 13th and Jaws and the other screen would show, you know, Goonies and E.T. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'd always have the family screen and the uh, adults, the exploitation screen. Yeah, yeah, they'd stagger it. And so... I think that's a an issue with uh like what you're saying with like the all all night film festivals nowadays um you know there there's got to be something in there to draw in uh the all ages crowd or you know the family crowd it can't just be well, all isn't that, it's uh, just the movie that everybody knows that they're guaranteed to make their money off of Right. Like, remember right, we made yeah. that joke about Evil Dead 2. Let's see. Right. Evil Dead <laughs> 2, The Thing, any of the Friday the 13th movies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some... It, there at least has to be name recognition. That's that's what it comes down to, I think, a lot of times. Name recognition, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just people what looks like knowing. at the Twin Air when I went as a kid? It was uh, the thing and uh, Blade Runner as on the first on the adult screen, and the all ages screen had Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan, and E.T. Yeah, right. Yeah. I would have I would have loved to see the thing and Blade Runner. I saw Blade Runner on the big screen when they re-released the director's cut. Yeah. But, I've seen yeah, it when I've it never first came out. They only brought it up here as a one week only. So I knew I had to get my a my local theater's like one week only. <laughs> you knew you right. had to get your A in gear Because by the time I got to it They was not only one week only It was always also one showing a day Yeah, right <clears throat> Yeah um, Funny, uh, Abby and I were talking about Alfred Hitchcock earlier today And uh, we were talking about how Psycho changed the dynamic of how films are not only marketed, but, uh, but displayed, you know, um, uh, before psycho, you could go in, pay your dime and sit there all day and watch the same movie over and over and over again. But and they didn't give a uh, damn when you came into the movie. If you wanted to go into the exactly. movie, see the end of it and then watch it all over again, they would let you. 
But with Seiko, it's yeah. like, no, you can't be seated after the first five minutes. And yeah. if you see yeah, they... Psycho, that makes perfect sense because that would suck to see those last five minutes and then watch <laughs> that movie again, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they yeah, they did that on purpose because uh, Janet Lee, who is the top billed uh, actress in the film, obviously dies in the first 30 minutes. Spoiler alert for a 50-year-old movie, but uh, yeah. So... That's why Hitchcock didn't want anyone coming in after the first five minutes because he didn't want people coming in like 30 minutes late and be like, where the heck is Janet Lee? You know, uh, but he also didn't want people sitting around after the movie ended and talking about the twist ending, you know, uh, for being you know, jerks. You know. And I remember the first you know. week that Empire Strikes Back open. There were stories, uh, there was a story of this guy running up and down the line saying, Vader's Luke's father, Vader's Luke's father, <laughs> and getting the yeah. holy crap beat out of him and the cops having to save his life. Yeah, they made it, they, 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 they make a joke about that on uh, one of the episodes of The Simpsons uh, yeah. where they they do like a flashback to the 80s when Marge and Homer first started dating. And when they come out of the theater, Homer's like, can you believe Darth Vader was Luke's father the whole time? And there's a line of people around the block waiting to see the movie, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, from what I heard, the guy was like, said that, and then just bam, 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 <laughs> you know, shut up, <laughs> you don't want to know, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> And that right? makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, wasn't it? Uh, I I believe that I've read before that uh, David Prowse, who played the physical Darth Vader, uh, you know, obviously uh, he didn't do the voice, but he played the physical Darth Vader. And I think he jokingly said at a comic comic book convention or a film convention that he thought uh, Darth Vader was going to end up being Luke's father. He just said it as a joke. Like, oh, months no, before. no, no, no. What happened was is about four, late, four months he was at a con before Return of the Jedi come out, and he said something to the term, oh, you're going to see my face in Return of the Jedi. And Luke, and the word oh, got yeah. back to Lucas, and Lucas was like, uh, no, no, you're not. And refilm that yeah. final scene with uh, another actor. Right. Huh. Yeah, I I just always thought that the the scandal was that he made a joke about, oh, I'm you're gonna find out that Darth Vader is Luke's father, but he didn't know that because James Earl Jones re-recorded all of the all of the voiceover. So yeah, that was, he recorded five different lines. So no one would know. So that couldn't right. have happened. Right. When they did the cast reading before the movie come out, that scene where he said, Luke, no, I am your father. It had effects unfinished. Right. Right. Yeah. 
And then it cuts to Luke going, no, it can't be. Right. Yeah, well, because I suppose, I mean, I don't know, like, this is kind of funny going back to uh, the top of the show with movie tie-in novels. I have the movie tie-in novels for Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Um, unless those were ones, did I send? Did I send those to you? Uh, no, I know I sent you. No, I sent you. I know I sent you like the Jaws tie-in novels. Um, yeah, but yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, but uh, yeah, if you read the the. Uh, Empire Strikes Back tie-in novel, it does, it, it is based off of one draft of the, of the movie. So it doesn't say, I am your father. Luke's reaction is to, uh, he says, Obi-Wan told me you killed my father. And, and Darth Vader acquiesces. Yes, I killed your father, you know? So, uh, like you said, there were multiple versions of that scene. So the I am your father was, uh, I guess, the last, last, I don't know, a- end of but the road. Yeah, I can remember when Return of the Jedi opened in 82. You couldn't go see it the first week it was out. The lines were so big. We went to a theater to see it, and my dad got up to the line, and it was uh, 5 o'clock. And they were already selling tickets to the midnight show. The 5 o'clock, the 6 o'clock, and 7 o'clock show were sold out. The 9 and 10 o'clock shows were sold out. And the midnight shows were halfway sold out. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, Star Wars obviously is a is a cultural phenomenon. I mean, even the prequels, which most Star Wars fans malign, uh, you know, made huge box office bucks. You know, uh, and you know, I, I'm one of the few people who will defend the prequels. I I don't like them as much as the original movies, but. I also don't care so much for the for the films that have that are coming out now. Um, no, well, here's what's funny: the original trilogy fans hate the prequels. The prequel fans hate the sequel trilogy. Yeah, it's like some kind of bizarre generational snobbery. If it's not <laughs> my generation, right. then fuck it. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't hate any of them. I think all the movies and the TV shows have their merit, but yeah, I prefer the original. I prefer the original trilogy, but that's just, again, like you said, that's generational, you know? I mean, that's the era that I grew up in. Uh, It's like, I'll, I won't watch Indiana Jones and the crystal kingdom of the crystal skull or whatever. I don't even, I don't even know what it's called. You know, after the first th- three Indiana Jones movies, I'm done. You know. Hey, that's Kate Blanchett with a whip. That's got to give it some bonus points. I do like that. 
She's hot in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's sexy in that movie. I, I will give you that, yeah. <laughs> but I, the problem I've always had with Crystal Skull, which was in Raiders of the Summer franchise, so it counts, is that Raiders of the Lost Ark, horror film. Temple of Doom, horror film. Last Crusade, definitely horror film with the way people get killed. Crystal Skull, yep. science fiction. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I never really thought about it like that, but that is part of why that is part of how it diverges from the original series. Yeah, I never really thought about it like, like that. Oh my gosh, I have the hiccups. I can't. I've been eating dinner the whole time we've been talking. Yeah. And now I've got damn. <laughs> but yeah. But the difference is, is in the 80s, we would have different kinds of summer blockbusters. So we could go to the theaters and have a full meal instead of just summer movie, summer movie, summer movie. Like we could go to the theaters and see the James Bond movie, an Italian exploitation movie, Dreamscape, a teen sex comedy. (laughs) And they were all summer movies, blockbuster movies. Yeah, I remember go I remember seeing a double feature of Porky's and Jaws one year at the drive in. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, we had more variety back then. And it's not the and they're saying it's just because you're old. And I'm like, no, it's cause the studios just keep playing to the common common denominator. And they keep getting yeah, lazier well, and lazier. Yeah, you and I have talked about this before on the show, how um, the studios used to actually, again, like like I was saying about the Something Weird video, uh, you know, my attempt at putting together a Something Weird video show. Um, but back in the day, they used to have multiple copies of certain films and they would truck them around the country by hand to get them to various theaters. So some theaters would play into that and other theaters wouldn't. So, you know, you might be able to go, go to the drive-in and see, you know, some swamp exploitation movie along with a big studio movie on the same night, you know? Yeah, like uh, we talked about last week, uh, let's see, Predator. Look how big of a mush soup that is. That's your basic sci-fi horror action film. Yeah, yeah, it ha- yeah, it checks all the boxes for sure. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays it's how much money they spend on it. They're like, we spent over $150 million on this movie. Why? <laughs> right. Well, like we were saying before, like, you know, F9, you know, the next Fast and the Furious movie, it's just, or the newest in the Furious movie. It's just like all of that money went into special effects and the people that they got to star in the movie. But is there any real substance there? Is there anything that's going to going to be worth sitting there for 90 minutes? I mean, in all honesty. 
No, but that's how it was built. But back then, our exploitation movies did not have any substance, just explosions, car crashes, same stuff as the Fast and the Furious movies, except they were cheaper. Yeah. And And every, every trailer that Joe Dante cut had an exploding helicopter. Yeah, an exploding helicopter. Yeah. I mean, we had our cheap action films. Like, if you anyone who tries to tell you about the, the serious artistic merits of Death Wish 3, you have my permission just to slap them in the face. <laughs> it's yeah, a great right? movie, but is it art? No. Yeah. That's kind of interesting that you bring that up because uh, some of those 70s action films like The French Connection and Death Wish, they really do have artistic merit. They, Even though yeah. they were te- technically exploitation films, they do have artistic merit. But then the sequels diminish, uh, you know, diminish the overall effect of the first film. Well, it's weird. Yeah. If you look at The French Connection Part 2, it goes more arty than the first one. <laughs> I, yeah, it it does, but I don't like it as much. I think the first French Connection was the better That's film. That's what it, I mean. Yeah. It had, yeah, exactly. French Connection had its arty things, but they also uh, strapped the camera to the yeah. front end of a car and say, okay, drive through there very fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, isn't it? it it's... Uh, it's Hollywood legend that they didn't even have permits to film that uh, the chase scene under the under the bridge, right? I mean, I, I think yeah. they just yeah, they just went off on that. Friedkin was like, oh, "Let's just do it. Who cares?" <laughs> uh, it's funny because that story uh, coincides with uh, the Beastie Boys. Uh, when Spike Jones filmed the video for Sabotage, which is clearly modeled after 70s action movies and TV shows, they also did not have permits to, to film the driving sequences. So, <laughs> just a little trivia there. Yeah, but, yeah, Fourth of July, always... It just seems like holidays like that were more fun when you were a kid and you were less afraid of the world and less afraid of explosions <laughs> or blowing yourself up. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess um, I was always kind of afraid of fireworks and explosions um, as as a kid. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me now. Uh, the only explosion that I really think about anymore that concerns me is 9-11. But, uh, <laughs> or the one in your depends when you uh, forget to go to the bathroom <laughs> in time. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't use depends, Stephen, uh, because the name uh, seems to insinuate that it might not work. I actually... <laughs> line my butthole 
I actually I actually line my butthole with always uh, yeah. <laughs> feminine hygiene products, and but don't it works. Forget, it, it works in the works summer when we were kids. We also got films like uh, Apocalypse Now, Midnight Express. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I just watched Midnight Express again the other night. Yeah, good one. Yeah. I mean, hmm. or live and die in L.A. Ooh, yeah, to live and die in L.A., yeah. Yeah, that was a summer movie. It was a summer opener, but yeah. Oh. It's like nowadays no, they wa- don't really give a damn about getting the older adult audiences in the theaters as much as they used to. I've heard this complaint from each of the generation, but it just seems like they realize that it's the kids that have the money and are stupid enough to go watch the brainless Marvel movie 20 times in a row. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this before, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if it's a studio choice per se, but yeah, they're definitely uh, summer movies. They're definitely targeting teenagers nowadays. More, I guess, more so than when we were teenagers. But well, it started it when we were more... teenagers because we had jobs yeah, and yeah. money, real, real jobs and real money as kids. We yeah, we had McDonald's and places like that, and we had real too much money to spend and not enough brains to know how to <laughs> use <laughs> yeah, it properly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had the disposable income and whatever got floated in front of our faces, we spent our money on it. You're right. Like, my first job was at McDonald's. I made $100 a week, but I lived with my parents, so that was just $100 to blow any way I wanted to, you know? Right. Yeah, and everything was cheaper back then. Even with inflation, everything was cheaper back then. Like uh, that true. one joke from uh, Half Break. I remember when a dime bag cost a dime. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Oh. But then again, yeah. you couldn't be a pussy. You'd ha- I'd see my sister and her friend spent like two hours with a bag of weed digging out all the stems and seeds where they could even think about smoking the stuff. Yeah, right? I know. That's funny you mentioned that because I was was thinking about that the other day. Like, when I used to buy weed, yeah, it would be stems and seeds and some brown shit that came out of someone's freezer after the whole winter, you know, and now they're selling it off in you know, in eights or dime bags or whatever. It's like nowadays I get a bag of weed and, you know, I have my medical marijuana license, so I can just go and buy a bag of weed and it's, there's no stems, yeah. no seeds. For you just, buying weed, it's, it's like that shit. bit from the dip, bit from the Simpsons. When he when Homer sees the donut truck outside of uh, the nuclear <laughs> yeah. plant, you mean you have yeah, different right. times? All the colors <laughs> of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see. But Abby. you're right. It, it, 
you know, uh, Nate, it's been two hours. I can't decide. I can't decide. <laughs> you just fall, falling down bald. I can't decide. It all looks so yeah. good. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I just roll up in a ball on the floor and I'm like, do I want edibles or smokables? I don't know. Yeah, like that one scene from Moscow and the Hudson when uh, Robin Williams' character first goes in the grocery store in America for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. (laughs) Uh, I have fun, though. Yeah, but then you'll miss the. St- What's going to happen to those poor guys who made their money off of dressing sketchy and selling weed out outside the red box? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I actually, I actually, uh, I actually do sometimes still get my weed from a sketchy dude outside of Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm trying to keep small business alive. I'm trying to keep small small business alive. Yeah. We support small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always, I don't always go to the dispensary. Sometimes, you know, I just meet up with a sketchy dude in a parking lot and, you know. (sighs) Yeah. So uh, what do we want what what do we want to close out on tonight? We're, well, we're, we're, well, we're we hope everybody has a great 4th of July weekend, hot and stuff. Have a good barbecue and all that. And enjoy yeah. the first weekend we've been free in a year, but don't be a damn fool. And I'm no. not talking about explosion. I'm talking about Keep your gathering small, because we don't want this to be like a drunk guy we kick out of our house, and then they come back knocking on the door five minutes later. Hey, can I come in? I forgot my lighter. (laughs) Yeah. And get your vaccinations. Come on, folks. We can do this. Like, get your vaccinations, and even if you don't have to wear your mask anymore where you live, carry a mask with you just in case, you know? Just, yeah, let's you try might to be want cool to rob a bank or a convenience store sometime. I do want to rob a bank and a convenience store. Yeah, you're right. Not one that you go to <laughs> a lot because they know you. Walk in with a gun. Give me all your money. Nate, you're coming in every day. <laughs> what are you doing trying to come in and rob me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Not me. <laughs> the the yeah the convenience store that I go to every couple of days the guys like Mr. Bradford so yeah they know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get away with it there even when even when we had to wear even when masks were mandatory I'd go there every couple of days and the guy would be like Mr. Bradford so yeah I can't yeah. rob that one I won't yeah be like I'm going to call Abby right now no don't do that no as soon as you step out of the store I'm going to call Abby just get your ass out of here you in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah I'll they they'll hand me the phone uh, Mom, can you come pick me up? I got in trouble at school. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes we need to do Dazed and Confused as a watch. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, just to bring yep. up the memories. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. I don't know how the car culture was back up you and you lived. I lived with a in Gearhead Central where they didn't have much but they had their goddamn cars. Yeah, no, that's that's a really big thing up here as well. Like uh um there's like classic car shows every every week up here. People are still uh buying and you know refurbishing uh classic cars. And sometimes you'll be driving down the road and it'll just be a parade of classic cars like beautiful, like really well done, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, we and yeah, the first we ha- thing yeah, you we think have- is I can't afford that. I never could afford that. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I'm still driving my 2013 Ford Fusion. <laughs> well, at least you ain't driving a Ford Pinto. That's when you know you broke. I, a Ford Pinto with eight-track stereo. <laughs> I think I would actually love that. If I had a Ford Pinto <laughs> with an eight-track stereo, I think I would actually love that. Yeah. I have eight tracks. I have eight tracks. <laughs> With quadraphonic uh, sound. Yeah, quadraphonic sound, baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, our like our old friend uh, Isabella, who does her radio show out on the West Coast, uh, she still collects eight tracks as well. Yeah. Isabella's always been a tech geek. Yeah, she had yeah, she she collects a lot of that old stuff. Um she has everything from uh 8 track to Atari to uh you know, the more modern uh like I guess we lost him. Oh. Well, with that good night everybody. See you next week, and have a good 4th of July weekend. Good night, sweetheart, when it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart, when it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say a good night. Sweetheart, good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you. I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night.